Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk. Now, Musgrave has called for a new support package for Irish food retailers. With energy prices soaring, Supervalue and Central Managing Director Ian Allen said a scheme is needed to make sure Irish food retailers can survive. So how bad is it out there and how has it come to this? Retail advisor James Bourke from James Bourke and Associates is on the line. Morning, James. Good morning, Gavin. Before we get to these comments from Musgrave in the Sunday Independent, I want to take a look at the context of the last few years. We know grocery sales boomed during the pandemic. People couldn't eat in restaurants and cafes anymore. Now, the data on profitability isn't so accessible as the sales data, but we can assume that profits boomed as well, really, can't we? Well, yes, the the supermarket food game is based on volume. Uh, percentage margins are low, net margins are very, very low and, and are surprisingly low, but it's based on volume because you're dealing with hundreds and hundreds of outlets and millions and millions of sales. So even if you're making a small net percentage on that, uh, there's significant profits can be made. And that's what happened in, in, as you well framed it there, in 2020 and 2021, people had nowhere to go in terms of eating out. So that eating out was done at home and the supermarket was the source for that. So there were a number of good years. That is obviously stabilised uh, and settled back uh, at this point. But there was a there was a sharp rise and now a correction again uh, back to similar levels. OK, well, let's delve into that in a little bit more detail. What are you picking up from clients you are advising now on just the general profitability of the food retail game? Well, for forever, and I'm now in the sector probably close to 40 years, uh, this profit margin, I mean, if you, you, you were, in your introduction, you were saying that profits are a bit elusive uh, in that the way that some of the companies are set up here. It's hard to see what the net profit uh, is. But if we look at the UK, typically you'll see figures of 2% or 3%. That's 2 cent or 3 cent out of the euro is the profit that's left over for every euro, or in that case, pound that goes through the till. So anything that disturbs that, uh, whether it's wage cost increases or fuel or whatever it might be, uh, is is causes an immediate problem yeah. because the, the margins. If you if you sneeze, almost you could you could upset the profitability. You could you could blow the profitability really. Well, obviously something has come along to disturb it. We know what's going on with energy, and we shouldn't forget. Food retail is a very energy intensive business. You need to keep things frozen, for example. Yes, and I suppose one of the one of the costs, and this was interesting as I was thinking about it when I read the article. Um, you know, where do you go if the article suggests that a, a typical Centra store is going to have an, had an energy cost of fifty thousand a year and is going to go to two hundred? So you've got to find one hundred and fifty thousand extra. You would be very lucky if a store of that size, any brand of store that size, was making 150,000 profit. So that hmm. means straight away you're in trouble. Now, normally what you try to do there as a retailer, either at branch level or as a company, there's four or five headings you'd go to immediately. But with the marketplace we're in now, you're, you're kind of blocked at each level because you could have said, OK, let's have a look at our prices and see if we put a minor price increase across the board, would it our selective, would that uh, help us to get out? And it probably would. The problem now is you can't do that because the marketplace has gone so sensitive. Everybody's talking about price in terms of the retailers. They're all beating their chests and saying they're just so that's 
door is semi-closed, certainly. The other area that you would typically have looked at either as a store owner <clears throat> or a company is to say, well, could we get our staff costs down? And of course, that's another one which there's there's counter pressure coming there because uh, wages are rising. You'll regularly see uh, on the window of any supermarket now uh, employing and, and stating wage, early wage of 14, 14, 50 an hour. So that pressure is there and there's no release in that one. In fact, it's probably the opposite. Mm. Uh, <clears throat> And then the one we're talking about, of course, is you would go to your cost base and say, what can I take out of my cost base? But the substantial costs will revolve around energy within that cost heading. Light, heat and power will take up a significant part of that. So there isn't much breathing space left. Um, the other route, of course, is suppliers that you go back to your suppliers and you ask everybody to cough up some more. But we're already reading and well documented that suppliers are under tremendous pressure because they're absorbing costs uh, at the front end and trying to pass those up through yeah. to the retailer. Well, obviously, so, if you're a farmer, you're dealing with the you know the, the energy costs yourself. Various different things have gone up. And if you're a food manufacturer, you've got the same problem in your factory. Obviously, you're consuming power and, and um, you know, you're trying to recover the increased costs yourself when, you, when you're selling stuff on to the supermarket. So I got to say uh, James it's it's a it's a pretty grim picture we're painting here. Can I can I just ask you a little bit more about the difference? I mean this guy Ian Allen who's made these comments, he's the managing director of Supervalue and Centra. Can we talk a little bit about the differences between those two sort of store formats? I mean one would assume things are probably easier for the bigger stores than for the smaller convenience ones. What how have those two formats been faring? Well, I suppose if we if we look at, a, say, a super value format, it is more of what you would class with a supermarket. And if you were going to go to any of the other brands and you had a reasonably big, not exclusively, but if you had a big shop to do, that would be your your choice if you were going under that brand. So larger store and uh, larger range and offer and counters and all that goes with that. Centra has been very much positioned as a kind of convenience offer, but with a high level of fresh foods, and that's probably their their USP. A lot of that fresh food might be prepacked, but some some of them I've seen some of them with uh, counters as well. It's a smaller box uh, as as part of that. Now, the, one of the things that we've noticed recently, and this will give us some indication on on staff levels. You know, those smaller type shops have been hit heavily by COVID. Some of them have barely stayed open because they don't have the, the actual numbers of people. It's all relative to the sales that they're doing, but they would have a much smaller team of people working with them. And when sickness came, they were the first to suffer badly uh, and, and struggle to keep the doors open. Um, so I suppose the, the primary difference there, the percentage costs will be similar. They'll, okay. they'll all have to, it's all, it's all relative and relative to sales. But uh, there are economies of scale that your larger format will get, obviously, that you don't proportionately have to keep putting in tills and you don't proportionately uh, have to keep adding costs to run uh, yeah. the bigger and, the bigger And the, the convenience stores tend to be a little bit more expensive as well, don't they? So that probably doesn't help in the current climate. Well, I think most consumers um, will accept that if you are stuck for something or you run out, and, and indeed, if we're talking about the Centra brand, in many locations, particularly rural locations, the Centra would be the local supermarket. So there would be some pressure on to keep those prices competitive 
because in many regions they are the local supermarket, albeit a smaller format. So uh, that they're they're on on price little bit of a premium, but uh, not as one as much might think. If it was a city centre location, uh, probably an entirely different matter that there you are paying that uh, convenience. But many customers who are just popping out for something will will accept, I'm going to pay a little yeah. bit more. Uh, whereas if it's a weekly shop you're doing, there's a high level of sensitivity about it. And now we're in a culture where somebody will say, well, I'm buying those 10 items in that store. And then I'm going for to do a monthly or a big weekly shop somewhere else. Yeah, as part of that. And that's the dynamic that has changed very much, really. So we, we talked about the, the various options that are open to retailers and how they're quite difficult in the current climate. You can't really put up prices. The consumer can't take it anymore. You can't really cut wages because labour market is so buoyant. Not much you can do about energy, not much you can do with your suppliers. Summing it all up, do you share Ian Allen's fear that some places could go out of business? Is, is that coming back to you from the ground it is it is and and the challenge at the moment is um that i suppose uh, and with a model ian allen is talking about super value and centra they are independent uh, owners in all of those stores somebody might have two or three shops but that would be the height of it many of yeah. them have only one shop so these are independent uh, entrepreneurs with a finite level of resources so that means it's more vulnerable it would be like you or i having our own shop and while we have resources, financial resources, you won't survive five years of loss making without, you know, extensive borrowings, et cetera, et cetera. So that's what Ian is flagging is very real. Um, if they're company owned and company operated shops, they, they, the issues are the same, but at least you have the company there. And very yeah. often what some of the larger companies will do is the more profitable shops will carry the weaker shops in times of uh, difficulty. That's not an option in a model, which is, uh, we call it a franchise model. Uh, everybody has to stand on their own. So I share the concern. Um, and I, I think that the, the jump is so substantial that it would literally wipe out any profit that might be there, in my opinion. Okay, pretty concerning stuff. James, thanks very much for joining us this morning and, and going through that in uh, the details. A really good explanation, I think, of, of some of the challenges the sector is facing. That's James Bork there, retail advisor from James Bork and Associates. Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk.